Unloose the goose. We'll take no views. Your paradigm's run out of time and we've got no use. Unloose the goose. There we go. Bring me those puppies! Hey guys. Not my puppies. <laughs> Welcome to Unloose the Goose episode 60. This is our 60th episode and we're talking about creation, but Halloween is coming. So the first question I want to know from, from the gaggle is, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm going to be Cruella de Vil, obviously. Obviously. I'm going to be the big brown bull that I wore I'm going to be Cruella de Vil with my uh, (laughs) Sharpie. (laughs) Anyway, Brian, what are you going to be? A big bull I wore at Squatch Fest and ran around the field all night in. It was super snugly warm for the 48 and raining sideways. (laughs) It's still hot here. I don't even feel like getting dressed up or anything. She's going to be Wonder Woman because she is Wonder Woman. I heard the funniest one today for the most uh, 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 the most Halloween costume was a witch's hat and a glass of red wine. Really? Hmm. Works. Sounds good. Yeah. I could do that. I might just be walking around with a pack of bacon. I'll be the bacon eater. Okay. Well, on the show today, we've got Nicole Sauce. That's Cruella DeVille. And we've got Brian Norton from Food Forest Farm and Nisi Bali from Farm to Fork. Meet Riot, the food church lady. And today's episode, like the topic was inspired by John Dowie. No, was it John Dowie or was it you, Brian? It was, it was Brian. Brian. It was Brian. Brian was like, hey, man, let's talk about creation. And that can mean anything, right? So I was like, okay. And he's like, you know, like when you create something and it doesn't quite work and like how long do you go forward with it before you give up and then you do something better and it gets better and I thought well that's actually something we've never talked about so it's not like creation like the universe although if we want to talk about that we talk about that too uh but we'll just talk about creation before we do that though newsbuster you guys up for a newsbuster today all right okay I don't have a specific article but I saw two things, two things. Apparently, there has been an application put in to President Biden to make an exception for federal contractors getting the jab. Because guess what? Something like 30, 40 percent aren't gonna. Well, the guy that the job. to live in my field can't go back to work. And it's like a crisis, right? Yes. So that's one. And then the second one is um, that there, there's another, like, what was the second? It was basically another jabby thing. I don't know. But what do you guys think about that? Like, how, where do you think this is going? I'm, just- I'm, la- I'm laughing. I'm, I'm <laughs> laughing because I'm just like, okay, who's going to be, you know, there, this isn't going to work because when, like, there's nobody left to run anything, they're not making anybody do it. It's, it's illegal. I mean, these are, I think it's interesting that it's the first time that I've ever seen a president make, like, have a press conference and then people actually behave as if it is some kind of law. He makes an illegal statement in a proclamation. It's a proclamation, actually. It is a proclamation. It is, it's, it's, he, he's, he's, he's 
King King Biden states his whatever like misinformation of the day and it's blasted all over. And the next thing you know, the peons are like, oh my God, I have a business with a hundred people or whatever the number is. I don't, I don't watch the news people. I don't really know, but like whatever he said. And I'm just like, you know, I, I, I was thinking like when Jack said, yeah, well now I have two companies with 60 people or whatever it was. I'm like, that's totally what I would be doing. I mean, when Brian, you were talking about, let's talk about creation today. That is how I've been creating this whole time. Some maniac makes some proclamation of some illegal statement that, and I'm saying illegal because it goes against our constitution, which is a compact, not yeah. a contract, not a negotiation, not up for anyone to decide that they're not going to follow it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's not a theory. It is actually the reality. It's the reality about it. And it's not a conspiracy because I'm not trying to hide it or I'm not, I'm not conspiring in secret or something. That's what conspiracies mean. This is me telling you loud and proud, I am not going to participate in bullshit. And every time you push me in a corner, I'm going to create something to counter your ridiculous statement, your illegal and ridiculous, absurd statement. That's my creation. That's the way I create, Brian. My, my creation is... Oh, you make an absurd statement. I go, <laughs> you're so funny. And then I do exactly the opposite of that. Or I, I take that piece and I like divide it or whatever. And this is how I create. Thanks for the compliment, Bobby. Good comments, Nancy. Brian, what are your thoughts on that whole applying for with, an exception? With, well, with what Nancy just said, with the, with the reaction of like, they pushed you, so you pushed back, right? So I bet you didn't start the, the way you are now with your food church. It probably started a little disjointed because it was a reaction. That's how Squatch Fest started. It started six days as a reaction and it went okay. And we thought about it for six months and the reaction got bigger. We got more people. But it was a little more uh, just bitch, mm -hmm. bitch, 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 right? And we're supposed to be having a festival. <laughs> festival is supposed to be fun. Meet and community. Yeah, yeah. So the, that iter it, and, and I look at creation in iterations, right, in waves. Because just like they do something, we do something. They, it's turns, right? You got turns. So created it, had a turn, watched it, created more, had a turn. You know, so that's... Uh, those are like two things that I use when I do it. Like I understand time's going to be a longer thing. I, I'm thinking about the snapshot of the thing that I want when I say I'm done, but that's only a moment in time. There's the time before it and the time will exist after it. And nothing I've ever built has ever stayed the same. Exactly. Yeah. Never it's does. Expanding and expanding because it's an expanding universe. And so, so it is forever expanding. And yes, it started out like a what? And then it turns into rah, and then it turns into because oh, then you just start cleaning it all up and then you find ways to articulate it more powerfully and then it gets better and better and better and better. So, yeah, that's and I love that you're breaking out into iterations and it's it's absolutely true. And I wish, you know, but I started out with a violation and then, you know, like an attack, uh, a reaction, a, you know, oh, 
oh, you want to, you know, oh, wait, I have to re-educate you because you obviously don't know what in the world is going on here. Let me just learn. And then there's this, yeah. It's iterations, right? And then you realize like with each iteration, like, oh, if I take the game to a little bigger game and expand the definition, right? Then then they've got to deal with your, oh shit, she changed that. Ah. It's, it I'm ends. a firm believer in change all the things with no warning. Right. But we can too. <laughs> as long as nobody else does. Only I can. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> that is it, nice. That is nice. Well, like, okay. So back, back to the newsbuster. So let's, let's close that up and then we'll get into creation. Cause you guys are like chomping at the bit. You want to talk creation. Um, my thought on that is that uh, the king will only be obeyed if the people want to obey the king. Right. That is like the thing about leadership that is so funny is you can make all the proclamations in the world. They only work if people follow them. And if people don't follow this proclamation, it's like starting to cut the legs out from under the statue and the statue might fall. So I'm I'm watching with some interest, even though I don't usually waste my time on the news. I'm watching with some interest what's going to happen when D-Day comes and shit hits the fan from a walk-off standpoint. If they get that far, if they let it well, get that far. The funny thing is that the political leaders are always just trying to figure out where the crowd's running so they can pretend to be in front of it. The real <laughs> leaders yeah. are doing the thing. Right, they're yeah, in right. the front of the crowd. It's the marine in the front of the pack doing the thing. The politicians it, are yeah. just trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. Why do you think there's all these bots in all these groups where we are doing things? They're right. trying to figure out where are we going. Well, and they're trying to stop us from doing them. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right, all like, the you can'ts and you shouldn'ts, and there's a laws that show up when you're like, I mean, like I just started freeze drying candy this week. I don't even eat candy. But I, I freeze-dried some Skittles and I put that shit online for sale and people bought it because it's tasty for people who like candy. They and then somebody's like, why are you doing that, Nicole? I'm like, because I'm not using my freeze-dryer for milk right now, so I might as well use it for something and make some money. But then there's people who are like, cottage food law. Cottage food law. Really? Oh. Like somebody with your freeze-dried Skittles. I'm like, it's Skittles. Yeah, yeah, it's sugar. Does Skittles even have an expiration date? What the? What in the world? I mean, it's it's, I mean, it's a petrochemical. I'm pretty sure that's all that's there, right? It's gasoline, so, people. Who's eating this crap? Like, no, no, people you and I know are eating that crap. I actually did taste one. I will. I had one freeze dried Skittle and one freeze dried candy. That wasn't red, Nicole. Come on. Oh, come on. Come on. I, red's the best flavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, red five. Oh. I had to make sure it really worked before I sold them. So, you know, hey, other, other the crap out of that. And like the minute I posted it online, my phone was like blowing up from Facebook. People, Hello, I never- people. did you know that you don't need to freeze dry the Skittles? They're not going to go bad. No, they're better when they're freeze dried, though. Oh, they puff. Okay. So, what happens is instead of being chewy, they puff up and they become crunchy like this giant four times its size or three times its size crunchy thing that doesn't get stuck in your teeth. It's actually. Wow. Oh, <laughs> She's like, it is not a steak, Nicole. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so the water's holding it together. Wow. I'm like, oh. Okay, sorry. 
That's okay. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm for the. I'm for your capitalizing. That's exactly it. We won't be adding that to the food church lineup of food products. I'm sure, no, but no. Yeah. Hey, we got we got a good question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go for it. Jaggy is a. Uh, is it a creation? If the item you created comes from someone else's idea, or is it just copying? It's never copying. It's never copying because when you take it, you're going to present it in your own crazy way. It's not the same. Like nobody can take anything I'm doing and copy it. Really? They can't really, they can kind of, they can pretend, but not actually. And so that's why we don't care about that. We don't care. That's why we don't care. Cause it's not copying because you can't yeah. make it the same. I think if you look at, the way creation of things has happened mm -hmm. over your own lifetime, over the centuries before you, people like dive off what other people do. That's mm -hmm. part of the creative process. Like if I look at music, you know, I might hear something Mozart does and be like, Hey, that's kind of cool. And then I'll quote it in something I'm writing some of what he wrote and then build from there. He did it to, to artists that he heard, he'd take what they did and then do a bunch of variations if you listen to rock music or anything, they're they're inspired by something and they take that and create something new with it. And that's a good thing. Well, it yeah. is copying the system that makes the thing, which will make the thing different, right? It's like it's like Needy's program is the same thing, right? You want people to copy yeah. your food church because yeah. it's not a franchise. They are making a copy because it will be distinctly theirs when they get it done because they all make a million choices you could never make for them. Right. That's why, that's, why, that's why it's an affiliation. The only part that I'm wanting for you to learn is the economic counter, the counter economic structure, the, the, the business model. So they right. be successful, right? Right. I want you to be a winner. Like I want you to win and I want you, I want everybody who's working with you to win and I don't want anybody to not win. And, and also I can't do it for everyone everywhere. So I need you to do it and I want you to do it and I want you to win and I want you to put your own love on it. And for you to pour your love over it, you have to, you're going to do it your own little way, whatever that is. And, and that's great. That's what should happen. That's what should TSL happen. Homestead, Dave, uh, uh, or Ramsey. TSL Homestead says, Dave Ramsey says he will always just outwork everyone else. Um, maybe. And maybe say, they, I would say, yeah, I love Dave Ramsey. Like, I love I'll, Dave. I'll tell you when I entered, I've entered new industries like six times now. Cause I would, I wanted to learn new, new areas of sales. Um, oh. And I always went to the bottom, but I found out who was really great in it. And I walked up to him at the first trade show and basically said, you could save yourself a lot of pain. If you just let me be number one, cause I'm going to do it. I am going to work 20 hours a day until you cry. And then I'll decide <laughs> what customers you can have. So decide. It'll be easier or harder. And then I just platformed. And I did. I outworked them. But as Nicole knows, it almost killed me. <laughs> I finally blew a gas. Yeah, you got to watch that. You got to find the balance, Brian. I hit the, yeah. No, there's a <laughs> hey, Michael V, I'm working on the food church training and I'm hey. hoping to roll it out by January. So you got, so when there's a question in comments, we have to repeat it though. Michael Vertrice is asking, when do we get the food church training? Yeah, what's up he says that? February. And I do know that we have another self-reliance festival coming in February. And I think we're doing the, the rogue accelerator thingy 
but you could do food church too. Or is that kind of one and the same is the question. Um, it's a little bit different and it's just going to be like how you're going to be there. I'm sure doing coffee too. So like Nicole will be doing her coffee thing and we'll be doing the accelerator thing. And also I'll be doing the food church thing. So I'm working, I'm working like a crazy person right now to just get it organized. And I'm having to learn some tech stuff that so fun for me to learn, but I'm working on it so I can, I'm trying to make it as clean as I want it to be. Yeah. Clean is good. Yeah. Clean is good. Yep. Okay. So tell me this guys, when you create something, do you like have an idea and then you're unable to do anything, but think about that idea until it's to a certain place or does it happen gently over time for you? Like how do you go from inspiration to creation What's that process feel like for you? Who's first? You want me to go? Uh, Yeah. um, Sure. I get a gajillion ideas. So I have learned I can't chase down. I can't chase them all. And I'll, I'll, even the ones I do chase, I'll only finish a quarter of them, maybe. So, well, the best story is uh, I got a model airplane, I think, when I was eight. That you're not supposed to have until you're whatever, 16. And it's supposed to take you three months to build or some such thing like that. And I got it, I think, on my birthday, which happened to be the first day of spring break. When I went back to school, it was done. Yeah. (laughs) Built. Seven days. I didn't sleep. So I've been like that with everything. So if I'm going to do it, I do it. And and I've learned to try not to touch things that I'm not going to do. Have you ever like started something and then not finished and why? Oh, jeez. Everything. Yeah. Mm, everything. Or I'll get it like 90% of the way there and I will realize that functionally it performs the thing that I wanted it to do correctly and really elegantly. And I don't see a reason to trim it all out because I just, I don't see trim um, mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it drives people just bananas sometimes who work with me. Um, but when I get paid, when I was general contracting uh, commercial restaurants, building those, I was being paid to do it all. So mm-hmm. I had punch lists and clipboards and I was a dick about trim, um, mm-hmm. but I still didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what outsourcing is for. You, well, when I'm being paid to do it, I can see it because it's for somebody else and I'm getting a nice chunk of money for it. But mm-hmm. on my own creation, if I get to be in charge, I get it to functional and then I'm good. I need somebody else to take it if it's going to go forward. Mm-hmm. How about you, Nisi? When you want to create something, like how does what what happens? You become fully absorbed in the thing, or what does that look like for you? It depends on my inspiration for it. Um, I feel like, first of all, it depends. Like if I'm working on something with somebody, or is it something that I feel like I'm doing by myself? If it's something that I can do by myself, I'm going to run as hard and as fast as I can into it and be like, ah, and I mean, that doesn't mean that I won't get to some point and be like, "Mm." you know, you how you get to this moment where you're just like, uh, and then what I've learned is I've learned to embrace that, that, that pause, whatever that pause is. Yeah. What I've, what I've learned is that it's not that I'm starting and stopping a bunch of things. It's that, 
I'm pausing because it's not the next logical step of what it is that has to happen for some reason. And then I'll start focusing back on whatever I was doing. And then all of a sudden it's amazing. Like it'll just like a, a thing will happen. Like that brings me back to that. And then it becomes the next logical step and the next logical step. And then I, and then, it, you know, people say, well, you are doing so many things. Like you get so much stuff done. It's amazing to me how you get these things done. And I'm like, well, I kind of am like allow the, the stream to flow, you know, yeah. And when there's a big rock, I'm not going to fight with that big rock. I'm just going to chill and, you know, see how it goes. And then, and then, and then usually it's, if it's too hard, if I have to do too much efforting, that's, there's a difference between working hard and efforting on something that just, you know, so if I'm having to make too much of an effort, if it's just not flowing, then there must be some reason. And I find every time it's always some reason. And I don't like to do things half-assed. Like I hate half-assed stuff. Yeah. I want it all the way and I want it my way. And if it's not going to be that way, I'm just going to quit. Like, eh, I'm, I'll am i just wait. I'll just wait. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. Like when you get, I think every project I've come to, you know, from writing songs to, to doing the coffee business, to my podcast, there's been these points along the way where I'm like, I got to work really hard to get through this. Yeah. Is it worth me working really hard to, to get through this? It could be, a, you know, like Brian was there when I had to figure out a roaster upgrade the first time. And he's like, well, there's this other roaster you can try, Nicole, and this other person you can talk to. But I find when I'm hitting those things, one of two things is going on. Either like universe is telling me it's it, not time yet. It's not time yet. Yeah. Or there is something that I can systematize that will make my life easier if I just stop pushing really hard and think about it. Like what yeah. can I systematize to make my life easier? It start. I mean, my coffee of the month program started out. I was managing it all manually. And it's like, who bought how many months? When did they start? What level? I mean, like, you can imagine what that looks yeah. like. And I was able to get it done at first because there were like 10 people. Yeah. Well, it's bigger than 10 people now. And now there's a whole system in place so that I usually don't mess up the coffee for the coffee of the month because everybody's a little bit different. The, the one thing I'm most likely to forget to do is grind the coffee for the people who want it ground. That's like, I probably should have just never added ground coffee, but there we are. I have a grinder and I do it. Um, but it was, I spent two hours one day systematizing it. And then I spent four hours the next month figuring out how to make my labels automatically happen. And mm. those two things made the whole thing way better because I was spending so much time on the clerical part. So I think yes. creation is analyzing, okay, now that I got this thing up off the ground, how can I make it work for me rather than I work for it? That's what I'm talking about. That like all those little like ridiculous efforting things. You're just like, there must be something that helps me get from here to here. Cause I just got to get this part done, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's true. You know what it is, is 99% of the time I'm thinking too small. 99% of the time when I get to that, I'm like thinking so small and I'm like, you need to stop. You just need to think bigger. Like you're not thinking big enough for this. It's the, yeah, it's the, you could get things done in an infinite number of ways, right? You could brute yeah. force them. You could, yeah, it, 
trying to find the most elegant way to get it done with the least amount of effort is what I usually try to aim for. And when I realize I'm really panting and sweating it out at a particular task, that's if you if you could train yourself to recognize that in yourself mm -hmm. earlier, you could save a ton of time. Okay, we've got a question in here from Jaggy again. What makes you take the step from having the idea, the thought, uh, to taking it forward and actually creating what you just thought of? <laughs> it's calculus, uh, right? It's, I it's think that in... Oh, sorry. I'm dear deadlines. Oh, I was just going to say that um, for me, anyway, it's kind of amazing. Like, every time um, I have that flash, um, if I'm really supposed to do it, I'll hear it from three people within a week or something like within a short period of time. So a bunch of people will say the same thing to me in a different way. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I hear you universe. Some, you want me to do this. I get it. Okay. Thank you. And it's almost every single time it comes to me in, in multiple ways within a short period of time. And then I'm like, okay, yep. Got to definitely do that. <laughs> Yep. How about you, Brian? It's, you know, like you have to do the quick calculation of like, what are the, pro what's the probability of success? Has it ever been done before? How much resistance are you going to get? Um, am I willing to drag people cricking and screaming? Like, uh, um, yeah. Okay. Quick story. I worked for this super fancy coffee company, but I was in charge of the gas station division. So they kind of left me by my side, but I made him a bunch of money. Um, that was right when Red Bull was killing it. I was watching all that happen and realizing Red Bull was a three, I think it was $3 billion US. Um, so we did some quick research. There was no hot energy beverage at all. It didn't exist. The whole category existed. It was being developed as a category for cold, but there wasn't yeah. hot. So, but there, but there is. There's one that everybody drinks every morning. Uh, no, well, well, that's coffee is its own category, right? But then there's be mm -hmm. blended beverages, all the whippy right. shit that comes out of the machines and the stuff yeah, that's yeah, made yeah. for you. The the drink category. There was no energy in that. They didn't even have energy shots to put in the hot drinks. Nobody had messed with hot in a formulation. Um, so the the international trade show is coming up for all the convenience stores globally. We were like 14 days out. We had some board meeting. Everybody was in town that needed to say yes. So I, <laughs> I had to bribe my way by vice president to get time in the in the board meeting. And he said, if you're going to go commit suicide, I'll watch. And he popped off. <laughs> so, yeah, I gave him the quick lowdown of the category. It's $3 billion. We could try this and we could suck, but we'll be first. We'll have first mover advantage no matter what happens. So... We could do it horribly and make more money than the whole company's worth right now, maybe. Um, and they said, do it. So, yeah, for, I, I called the lab guys in Wisconsin who absolutely said it could not be done. 100% could not be done. But I had already bought my plane ticket, and I they said it was not the example. <laughs> when I landed the next morning, I was going to kick somebody's ass. So yeah. I said, copy Red Bull, rip the formula down. Plus it up by 10% and shove some crap in a can. And I will tell you how bad it tastes in the morning. It's that simple. It really is do it. All the guys that have to say yes, just said yes. They're in the same room. Mm -hmm. You got all the permissions you needed. I'm on the way. So 
yeah, it was, it was a, every step. I can't, it can't be done. It can't be no, do that, be back. We launched it. It happened. Mocha overdrive. And that's, you have to be willing to hear no. And it can't a lot if you're going to make something new. Yeah, the I can't factor is huge, I think, in when you take your ideas to fruition beyond just in your own immediate sphere, right? The Or you can't. You can't you can do see that. it, right? And they can't because it hasn't yeah. existed. Right, and then they, they it's like it's threatening to other people that you're doing this thing they haven't thought about before. And I think that's a lot of it is they're scared for you or they're afraid you're going to fail and this is the thing, right? It's so funny. Yeah. Well, what if you fail? Like, I, I've spent $20 on Skittles and freeze-dried them. I already have the freeze-dryer. I spent a little bit more money on, you know, another 20 bucks on Mylar bags and seal. I already have the sealer for my coffee business, right? Yeah. That's like, I'm $40 all in, you know, eight more if you count the electricity in the freeze-dryer. And, like... It's a low risk. So, you know, back to the question about how do you make the decision? The reason I even got into this, it it wasn't to make a quick buck. It's because I want to see ways that the Holler neighbor community makes money outside of my coffee business, right? Because I make money on my coffee business. They don't. They make a little bit here and there. But what if we have a Holler neighbor project, you know, besides the pigs we're raising and the meat we're going to sell? what would that look like? And we have a freeze dryer, a community freeze dryer that's not being used when we're not producing things to freeze dry. Cause I don't go to the store, buy ground beef that's crap ground beef and then freeze dry. I freeze dry the beef. You know, if I'm going to freeze dry beef, it's going to be from the cow I get in December. It's not December yet. And so I thought, well, people are just buying the crap out of this candy. So let's see it. And then that can become a whole hauler neighbor project and the hauler neighbors can make that money. Mm-hmm. And then they're prosperous. Candy. We're getting more prosperous as a community. Mm-hmm. Everybody wins. Well, that's the thing. Everyone is always supposed to win. So in anything that I'm doing, I'm going to make sure that if everybody in my in this event, whatever it is that I'm doing, if they can't all be winning from this, then I'm not going to have anything to do with it. I just won't. I mean, I want everybody to win. And if that's and, and also the other part of it is if you're afraid for me then I'm definitely going to do it because, because you know, she's <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you afraid of? Like, what is the fear factor here? I, I just want to know, like, I'm not going to allow fear to be the reason I'm not going to do it. The only reason I'm not going to do it is it doesn't make any logical sense or there's, it doesn't fit in my, you know, like if it's not in my expertise, like, you know, I'm not talking to you guys. You don't hear me talking about crypto, for example, when X and everybody is talking, because I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just listening to them because I am. I'm, I mean, whatever everybody's saying, I'm. I'm learning also, and I'm not afraid to say that where I'm learning and where I'm knowledgeable about something. But I find that a lot of people feel like if you're leading, you're supposed to just be the expert on every single thing, and that's just yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, you cannot. The older you get, the easier it is to be an expert on multiple things. But half the time, when you're trying to create something, do you know even anything about it? Well, yeah, I mean, some, some, some you, sometimes. I find, I find, I think I know stuff about it, and then I get into it, and I'm like, crap, I don't know anything. Like the longer I roast coffee, the more I know that I know nothing about roasting coffee, even though I know way more about roasting coffee now 
than I went when I met Brian Norton in 2017. Uh, right. But I, I'm like, wow, there's so much to learn about coffee and it's innovating all the time. And, and I don't spend all my time focused on that. And I just do what I like that tastes good. And I learn. but man, there's a lot there to know. Isn't there, Brian? There's a ton to know. Like, yeah. I've been following the Permis thread with Paul Wheaton's group on their rocket mass stove stuff. Yeah. Rocket heating for a long time. I didn't really even know there was a really bifurcated division with a whole second group in Oregon that do it completely differently and use like liquid and thermal batteries. And there's two, I didn't even know there was two camps. That's really interesting. Batteries. <laughs> You know, oh, like deep it energy goes. batteries, like not actual. Oh no, there it's crazy. I will tell you at Jack's uh, now. Now that so I have that information and putting the two together, wow, they don't have to. Well, they can hate each other. I don't care. Now I know both technologies. I have better. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, That's we built a rocket mass heater here in my pump house, and it worked. But then the mortar mix, we mixed it wrong, so the mortar failed. So now we're pulling it all apart and redoing it. So learning the hard way. And I'm like, maybe I should just pay people to put stuff like that in for me. But oh, anyway, don't rebuild uh, it till you talk to me. Cause it, so if you, if you run stainless steel loop through the jet of, of heat, right. Yeah. And, and you get a $17 Amazon pump that pumps boiling water just fine forever with almost no energy. You can use red packs and pump water through the jet heat capture all that heat and sticking it into say like a 5,000 gallon tank that has like six inches of insulation all around it. Then when we'll you want pocket that, jacks, yeah, yeah. but it, it yeah. goes together. It like, oh, boom. that's the way. That's oh, really fantastic. Cause I was just, I would like to put an addition to my house. Speaking of creating, I want to pump up, but I heat with wood here. And, and it puts the wood burning outside your house. Well, the minute I change inside. my house, that room isn't getting heated because the way my system that I've designed here is set up for this wood stove is it all works on one floor. Damn. And it's warm near the stove and it's less warm in the bedrooms where you want it a little cooler. And that all works. Well, I pop up a second story. Guess where all the heat goes? Yeah. And then you could pump it back down with heat pumps or something. Yeah, then I have to pump. I'm not pumping anything right now. Like it's just all ceiling fans and. If the power's out, I'm good. So I, I've been like, I want this other, I want an office that's not in my bedroom, but at the same time, I don't want all the heat up in my office that's not my bedroom. So here I sit in my bedroom on a video chat, you know, that's what's happening. Yeah. So. It's the, <laughs> no, so you're going to go up. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I want to go up and I want to have another like room, office, bathroom up there. And then, you know, guests can stay up there and be separate. And there's, you know, space for everybody someday. But, you know, all of this is in the dream phase for me because I need to have the money in place to do the popping up before that happens. Hey, TSL Homestead has an interesting thing to say. I think more people are afraid you might succeed proving they just aren't trying. That's totally true. Yeah, if you come up with a way that's 90% less effort to get to the same task because you just yeah. thought about it and are willing to go fail at the new thing just to see if it works. Yeah. yeah people hate it. People, they want the, most people want to make it certain that it will work before they will try. Yeah. I don't know if that's a public school thing that's been beaten into them. Like, you have to have the right answer. Like, I, it's something. If there is some, like, 
And, and I know that it's kind of age specific. So I noticed that people who are five to 10 years younger than me have a bigger anxiety space around not being right out of the shoot. Yes. And in order to create and iterate, you need to be willing to start, fail, pick yourself up, start again, fail, pick yourself up, start it. Like how many times have you failed at your coffee business, Brian? Oh, I know. A million. Like how many times have I failed? Same thing. It's like, all the time. And and if you if you just overly obsess on that, then you never get started. If you never get started, you never get good. You're never you're going never to get good, good until you practice. I mean, yeah. you, have, you have to keep practicing. What? Oh, sorry. I have an echo. What happened? That's okay. Oh. Yeah. And basically, okay. Well, uh, the, the when I met this new sales team, um, we came out of a, a high level meeting it was interesting and went to lunch and they ripped each other apart better than anyone I've ever seen. Like do like after action, everyone was always trying to be nice. Right. And right. And this nice, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> These guys tore each other up. It was great. Like, why weren't we there? What was it? Could you have said that in less words? Is there a quicker way to get that done? Could you have set up the clothes, everything like mm-hmm. to the T and uh, holding people accountable, right? But looking at like what you did, how were your actions impacting other actions, all that. But you have to be self-critical. And in order to do that, you have to be okay when you F up that you end up and that you ate it and that you caused some people some stuff and that it hurt people and stuff and things. As soon as you, you have to be, it's the whole like, the uh, the the Siva God, right? It's the crushing the baby while you're making the thing. You have to be okay with both sides of it. If you only ever have everything, always has to be happy and positive and a win. Yeah. Don't create stuff. You'll kill. Yeah. You'll destroy. No, because everything is not happy and positive and a win. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, that wasn't very good, was it? It has to be. It has to be because you have to know how bad the other one is to know how good the right one is because you can't go back and invent the bad later. It's, well, you can't appreciate what you what you don't know until you don't know it, and you don't realize that you don't know it. And TSL Homestead is saying people are afraid to fail, not understanding you learn more from failing than from success, or unless failure means death, then consider carefully. Yeah, and that's it's yes, I love doing dangerous stuff just exactly for that. We did crazy right. stuff at Swatch this weekend with a very well thought out understanding of physics before we did the stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have a conversation there. Unless failure means death, then think about what you're doing. Right. (laughs) Right. Yes. Or your job or your company's job, or if failure means like a thousand guys on the assembly lines don't get to come to work next month because you effed up the contract. That's the losses thing. Like you got to make sure that you're constantly assessing that everybody's going to win. Okay, mm-hmm. if I do this action, is everybody still going to win? Oh, this is, well, sounds really good. Is everybody still going to win? How can we make everybody is, win? And They are not okay with the calculus that you do on the front lines, right? Because you know what's going to happen if it goes wrong, and it's going to mean their jobs, right? So yeah. they're never – the people that won't create stuff or get up or do it would be terrified to make that decision, right? Because they're terrified to even speak in front of a group. But you have to make it for them because that's why you're out there making Well, if you don't take a chance, then you can't win. 
Like they don't right. understand. Like 100%. when any okay, right? That's the participant. So you got Choosing Nicole. We were talking a little bit about how this new generation thing or whatever. So when we were growing up, there was no participation award. Okay, and so you had to take a chance and jump in the pool. Yeah, track and field to- day. Track and field yeah. day. It was right. Blue ribbons, green ribbons, yellow ribbons, no ribbons. Right. Um, I mean, I, my kids were on swim team and I had to, I was like, this is so stupid. Like they freaking, you're sitting there writing ribbons for every damn thing. And I'm like, no, you only write the ribbon for the first place, second place and third place. What are, what is all this other mess? Like, why are we doing it for everybody who did, you know, breaststroke? That's dumb. Like mm-hmm. who has this much time in their lives? Or why do we have this much Dr. Redbert says, fail, fail fast, fail completely. Yes. That's the best lesson Figure ever. out why you failed. That's right. the most important thing. Why did I fail? This, this how did, how did Squatch Fest was getting driven into the side of a mountain, right, at 500 miles an hour. And I could clearly see it. Coming. Yeah. But it, the model had to play itself out so that right. you could clearly see the model was broken so that I could yeah. get buy-in from the people who were the doers to move forward. Cause they had, yeah. I, I knew what was, how, what was going to break. It had to completely break so that I could, could rebuild the Push right them. team and move forward faster. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you have to, sometimes we see that it's about to crash and we're letting it happen so that we can have a conversation about it so that it doesn't look like our arrogance and you've had that experience for yourself because you need that experience to be able to appreciate what's going to come behind it, that there is a solution on the other side. Cause it's interesting. I mean, I think the three, the both of you also can probably have experienced where you're working with folks, you know, what's about to happen. It's going to totally derail. If you say anything right now, they can't even handle it. And yeah, until you allow it to totally derail, then at the end of it, they still don't know that there's a solution on the other side of it. And then you sweep in and go, see, now we can do it this way. And this is why, guys, all that you we- agorists out there listening to this, and I know there are a number of agorists listening to this particular podcast. 